Hello and welcome to Jeff Sessions, the only musical podcast that asks the question, what if the most hated attorney general in recent American history would literally let loose on the piano? These are the Jeff Sessions. I'm your host, Spencer Fat Guy, and coming in today, we have a beautiful jazz arrangement as played by Jeff Sessions on the studio piano. Take it away, Jeff. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the Jeff Sessions piano piece. (laughs) thank you what's what's up kevin that was not the right file but okay that worked that worked i think it worked better than the right file could have you know oh i'm doing okay i'm I'm doing okay still still not back to 100 but i'm I'm doing good um yeah how have you been this week i've been okay i don't know you know you Um, don't sound it yeah i'm just tired sometimes you're tired sometimes you're out of it Today was one of those days. We shouldn't have done the show. The thing is, Kevin, the thing is, the show is this video that we play live. And then it's also this podcast that we put in the feed, you know. And you gotta, you gotta, you can miss podcast episodes, but you can't miss too many episodes. And so it's like, well, we gotta do it. But then sometimes it's like we're doing the record and it's on the Sunday. It's like, yeah, but we're. I don't want to do the video. Like we don't need to do that right now. We just need a podcast in the feed, you know? Yeah. You know what radio lab does is a lot of podcasts do this actually, where they're like this week, we're going to play a podcast by a different podcast. Check this out, you know, or whatever. And they do that. (laughs) We should do that where we just play just completely random episodes of other people's podcasts. (laughs) I think that could go over really well. We, we can just play Harmontown. I think that's what people actually want. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think if you look at the numbers, you'll see that the content people really want out of that happens <laughs> is Harmontown. Um, so that could be good. We should actually do that. What if? <laughs> what if next time we have to skip, we uh, we just play the episode where I first show up on Harmontown, and that's that's what we play. That could be good. Um, man that's actually a really good idea yeah damn but uh yeah i don't know i've just been trying to keep busy this week i've been trying to write stuff and get stuff done and just trying to be creative and i don't know you know i uh, there's a lot of well there's a lot of waiting and emails there's just a lot that we do you know um in 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 trying to write and trying to make stuff and you feel helpless a lot and it's nice when you cannot feel helpless and for a few weeks i was feeling a lot more activated and getting stuff done and and being active and now we're on kind of like a more waiting kind of position which is again it's not where you want to be it's the helpless and so then when you're doing that it's like well i better see if i could just do as much as possible in the time we have until it's like you know, until we're on the hook again. And then maybe something I do now will eventually pay off in three years or something, you know, where it's just like, you can never see where any of this stuff is going. 
but you just know you have to thrash around in the water because maybe you know one day your wave will reach something you know but uh yeah just it's the feeling helpless that sucks and there is a lot of that and there's a lot that you can't change you know it's like when you look and it's like oh fucking paramount plus is removed the twilight zone you know the jordan peele twilight zone it's like jesus christ man what are we doing what are we gonna do and then netflix is like there you can't share passwords anymore and we're not making enough money even though we're netflix it's like come on netflix what are you talking about you know it's just like i don't know i'm not (laughs) this is this year i'm practicing gratitude and i'm not saying like oh this is so hard it's so hard to be in this position but i'm saying there is a reality that there's a lot that's out of your individual control you know and so the best thing you can do is when you're feeling you know bummed out by the lack of control it's like well let's move in the ways i can move right now it's even if it's even if it's to make a stupid comedy video or to do a podcast i don't know you know it's just just kind of do it i had an idea for a TikTok, kevin i'm gonna become TikTok famous through this TikTok. okay what's your TikTok? It's, it's forbidden candy techniques and it's it's ways that you can eat candies that are not the mainstream and so i don't know if you know this forbidden candy technique kevin but if you take an airhead you know an airhead they're hard to find just airheads these days not like the air head rope or whatever um but if you take an airhead and you and you push it to the edge of its inner packaging so it's all bunched up in one edge and then flip like you just kind of whip it around back and forth it'll slowly like push against your thumbs doing the whipping and bunch up very slowly and then you can cinch up the plastic and start whipping it closer and it eventually smushes the whole situation into this pillow shaped airhead that becomes very thick because it's just kind of squidged into itself you know um kind of like an earthworm contracting or something you know how they they can get long but then they can also kind of get all fat you kind of do that it takes maybe about 10 minutes um to squish it into a little pillow and then you can just eat the pillow in one bite and that's a forgetting candy technique for for three musketeers what you do is you take the outer chocolate off you eat the chocolate off and then you just have the inner fluffy chocolate and you roll that into a ball and then you eat that and then it's just this big chewy ball of like chocolatey marshmallow fluff basically it tastes a lot better on its own than it tastes with the uh, darker chocolate outer shell then the forbidden candy technique for Kit Kat bar is just to eat the take a big bite out of the whole Kit Kat bar you know without like individuating them so those are I'm sure there's more I could come up with but that's the TikTok. it's it's forbidden candy techniques I'm gonna become famous and then I'll say, screw you guys. I don't even remember who you are. I'm TikTok famous now because I'm forbidden candy techniques. You know, what do you think about that? I mean, it, there's, there's hints of that. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's commercial uh, <laughs> stream, you know? Yeah. But I, I got to like figure this- out a wrong way to eat a Reese's too. That's a good forbidden candy technique. <laughs> I, I, I like the way you're thinking though. I mean, I thought at first maybe they all were going to be just that you just smashed them and then ate them. And that was the joke was that, that, you know, the forbidden technique was just you smashed everything. But I like this more. So, yeah, I I would I would watch this. Yeah, man, I'm a genius. And this is just one of the many facets of my dazzling sheen. Um, But oh, boy, I don't know, man. So have you been watching Last of Us? 
Um, I started got about halfway through the first episode and then I fell asleep, not because it was boring, just because it was really late. So I I'm familiar with it, but I haven't watched the whole thing. No. Yeah, I can watch longer shows and stuff, but you really have to be in the right mood or sometimes you turn something on and you look at it. It's like, uh, I will come back to this. <laughs> and I kind of got that for last of us, but I've been digging it. It's been a lot of fun. I don't want to spoil it, I guess. So there's not really anything to say on the subject. But uh, man, I hope it keeps being good. You know, that would be nice if it's just this good series about fucking Last of Us. Did you ever play The Last of Us? No, it's one of those games I, I bought and then just for some reason just never played. Did, did you play it? Yeah, when Last of Us 2 was coming out, I was like, I should play this, so I should play Last of Us 1, and I bought that, and I played it. It's pretty fun. The story is good. Um, The thing is, I feel like they made a remake of it now, so the remake solves this problem, but it just kind of does feel its age to an extent, like, where it's just with controls. It's like the gameplay itself is really good, you know, and the controls feel tight. It's just, it's just something about it is, like, a little bit clunky. Um, I'd say the worst, like, I don't know if it's the worst, but it has an interesting system where generally it, you, you like quick save all the time. And so like, you'll save right before encountering like a zombie and the zombie will come out and eat your neck. And then it'll immediately pretty close, like respawn you to that same moment where it's like, you have to, you have to do something really quick or it'll get you again. And that can cause a problem where it's like, sometimes it's saving a battle that you barely won and you have low health. And you like lost all your bullets on that fight and then it's like quick saves and it's like well shit maybe i should have gone back like three deaths and stuff so um what my reaction i don't know if other people have this reaction but my reaction to it is like well if i ever start spending too many bullets or something i'll just let my get self get killed and then i'll immediately respawn and be able to like try again which kind of cuts into the uh the survival horror aspect because then it's not like Oh shit, I'm being eaten by a zombie. It's like, well, I got to get beaten by a zombie. Otherwise, I'll have three less bullets for the boss fight or something, you know, which is a really different kind of attitude to be, uh, you know, taking into one of these kinds of games. But the story is really good. Um, the second one has really good gameplay, but the story is a lot worse. I don't know. I just don't, it's not bad. I just don't think it's interesting because, you know, the, the, the first, the first game, is it's about it's about the relationship of joel and ellie and that being like this vehicle that carries the whole story you know and their kind of relationship really makes it work and then the second there's not really that at all in the whole i mean it's it's there in little bits but mostly it's not like the the plot is being carried on the back of ellie's relationship with joel in an effective way and so it's like well then (laughs) what are we doing and um i make this joke a lot or jokes like this a lot but it's really heavy-handed because the the first like the the first game is like oh man you know you're killing zombies but then also you're killing humans and doesn't that make you a bad person you know and it's kind of this morality of like what it means to be surviving in zombie times or whatever and then the second game it's more or less a revenge story but then the game really wants you to make feel you feel bad for the revenge you're taking. It's like, but I'm not taking the revenge. You wrote the story. You're the one doing that. And then you're trying to make me feel bad for me. My hands are clean, buddy. I'm just playing the game you did. You know, this is all on you. But it gets really, it, it gets really, like, again, it gets really on the head because they have a, a mechanic where every character has a name 
and then or not every character basically every enemy henchman has a name assigned to them I, there's repeats and stuff i think but um but when you kill that character almost always if someone sees them get shot or whatever they'll like call out the character's name in anguish to kind of sell like this is a real person you know and you just killed it and it's like well no i, I didn't it's a fake it's it's categorically a fake person and you recorded this name dialogue to make me feel bad about the killing you're making me do you know and it's just like i don't know it's just really funny because you'll 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 drop like a guy and then someone will come in and go like oh ishmael oh no and your daughter just got into the second grade and stuff like that it's not it's not quite that that intense but it really is every time you kill anybody it always is like trying to like go for the heartstrings it's like oh no margaret and you just said how excited you were to live three more days you know it's just like it's like i'm not gonna feel bad you're you're making me do this but I wonder if the show is going to go into the second season or into the second game, or it's maybe just going to do the first game and call it a day, or it could even go in completely different directions. You know, who knows? I don't know. You ever watch uh, Chernobyl? No, that's another one I didn't see, and everyone told me I had to watch. I didn't watch it either, but one of the guys involved in Last of Us is involved in Chernobyl, so I was like, well, maybe you know this. I certainly don't, but, but yeah, I don't know. So, uh, uh, Jeff did a show recently. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yeah, just, just a few minutes ago, he was taping the Abed hour on Shrab home video. Yeah. So I heard that was going to happen. We talked about it. And, uh, <laughs> so before Abed started the show, I get a call from Abed and I'm like, what does what does Abed want? We had just went out to Abed to see if he wants to be on the show next week, right, or or whatever. And so I was like, maybe he wants to know about that or wants to talk about it. I was like, whatever. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't answer, but then I did. And it's Jeff. Jeff is calling me from Abed's phone, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm doing doing Abed's show, and I haven't been on the podcast." And I'm like, "He's like, I'm so sorry." And I don't know, I. <laughs> I was just like, why are you, why are you calling me from Abed's phone? It's just really strange because I'm not mad. Like it's not mad about it, but it's, it's just weird. It's hard for me to think of anything else other than, than you calling, calling from Abed's phone. And, uh, he said that, um, I don't know. He was having technical difficulties with his phone or whatever. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to give you his password, you know, just for this hilarious anecdote. But then, um, he was like, I'll talk to you later. And then, uh, and then he, uh, he didn't hang up the phone. He gave the phone to Abed and Abed like realized the phone was on and was like, he'll call you back. And I'm like, (laughs) he doesn't need to call me back. He can just do the show. It's fine. But it was just, it was just a very strange encounter. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that encounter. Um, it's just nothing yeah I, uh, I was i was a little confused by by all of it but i'm you know I, I'm, I'm happy for abed just i i guess i didn't realize abed and jeff go pretty far back oh yeah definitely abed goes back with everybody dude he's he's like the oldest friend it's a weird I, it's, he's a weird character and he doesn't i mean he definitely like if you look at him old photos and stuff he definitely looks younger but he, he doesn't look a lot older like he looks he looks a lot like he used to it's cool 
um we uh, we gotta get them on i'm really excited i was i mean I, uh, what i wanted to do was really just uh try and ask him a dizzying array of confusing questions just to try and get him off his game you know and get him off balance and see see where he goes from that and i also want to talk to him about magic the gathering because he plays magic and it would be interesting just to talk really specifically about magic would that be interesting i, I, I think with abed sp- listening to him talk about anything is somehow interesting yeah i was just realizing that like abed has this this kind of uh mind for you know media trivia kind of and media media d- deals and characters and actors and stuff and i feel like my mind is like that with magic the gathering it's not like that as much anymore just because i haven't played very actively the past 10 years but i do i have played but i used to just know like everything about magic and just be able to spout it at the tip of a hat button but um not anymore but we gotta talk to abed we gotta talk to jeff jeff said he was gonna call us which how would he do that and i'm not saying it's hard to do i know how to do that but how would jeff do that that seems like a tough task for him to initiate by himself huh um, so we actually, as, after the, the credits were rolling on Abed's show, Jeff asked me how he could do that. And I gave him instructions to, on his phone, be able to call in should he choose to. Yeah. He also could have, you know, contacted us at any point the last several years. There was not really anything stopping him. Several years. It's been several years since we started the podcast. It, it has but i don't know i don't know if that's gonna happen it might i don't know though kevin can you look stuff up can you play videos yes okay what's 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 this called um there's a new thing that's sweeping the nation and it's a hot button topic and i'll tell you why it's because it's ai which is what everyone cares about you know everyone cares about ai everyone's mad about it and I'm talking like an idiot because I'm trying to look up this link while I'm talking. Um, but it's, it, I don't know if you heard about this, Kevin, but it's sweeping the nation. It's called uh, Nothing Forever, and it's AI-generated Seinfeld. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. I actually was watching this earlier. Yeah, so we got to play some of this. You should just play this on Trob Home Video, I think, if you ever need filler. But we're playing it but i don't know if there's sound is there sound um it looks like an x where the sound is and now i can't hear anything but we're making the sound happen and okay so i'll describe this (laughs) i should have prepped you for this oh yeah now we just need a louder can i get louder so here's another one why did the strawberry cross the road that's as loud as it goes i don't know why it's being so quiet all right. Well, you can hear it. This definitely sounds like Seinfeld, right? Yes. <laughs> but basically, this guy has used AI to generate scripts in ChatGPT, I think, and they're scripts for Seinfeld episodes. Except they're not. They're not. They're nothing like Seinfeld. They're nothing. They're basically nothing. But he's also he also like feeds the scripts through like a text-to-speech so each of the seinfeld characters has their own unique voice so you can hear who's talking 
And then somehow, I don't know how he does this, but somehow he's generated 3D models of characters that vaguely resemble the Seinfeld characters. And he has like two sets. He has one set that's like the comedy backdrop where, where Seinfeld is doing stand-up. And that's what we're looking at right now. He's doing stand-up. And then it goes to his apartment where he and a collection of characters from Elaine to George to Kramer are there, except they all have different names. Like uh, Elaine is Yvonne and Kramer is Cackler. But, um, you know, so they have different names, but it's just they read these scripts off and sometimes they move around the apartment and they sit down really weird. And they always turn on the microwave for no reason yeah. mid conversation, and the conversations are just like. Did you pay extra for I've the seen the bed? new restaurant. Oh wow! What do they serve? I don't know, but I'd like to find that out. Well, we should go then. And then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> they just do these really short skits. Um, yeah, when I watched it, basically all the characters just kept put, turning on the microwave. And then commenting always, on the fact that they were turning the microwave on. They're always turning on the microwave. And I don't know, you know, you can you could put a lot of stuff into this. You know, you can it's really easy to kind of personify an AI. But it seems like it's gotten better, not good, but just better. Like for a long time Kramer wasn't showing up and now he shows up. And there's always glitches. Like sometimes the characters are overlapping on each other or running into each other and they're just like walking into each other and not saying anything. So there's a lot of there's a lot of issues, but or maybe something else that's what's good about it. It's good because it's bad. I don't know. But it's like, yeah, this is this is obviously AI could get better. But this is the problem with AI is that people will watch it. And a lot of people are watching it, but they're watching it because it's bad, you know. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. That's microwave. It. He just, he's turning on the microwave. And like the chat's going wild. They love when the microwave gets turned on. They loved when uh, they love when someone introduces a new concept. Like they have a new job or seen a new restaurant or there's a new dish or there's a new Let's joke. And there's there's probably the most recurring joke. Look, they're sitting in the same spot. <laughs> so, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a great show. Um, you should check it out. It's on Twitch. What is it? Twitch.tv slash watch me forever. And Jerry and George are sitting on. Oh, that's Kramer. Actually, they're sitting on top of each other and talking about stupid nonsense oh but they there's one joke that is recurring it keeps happening all the time where jerry asks what does the fish say when it hit a wall and then he says damn and everyone loves that as well but that's the that's the freaking seinfeld man it's crazy this is just so unfunny it's sort of wrapped back around to being funny again like what's why is this so appealing it's funny yeah it's funny because it's bad it's funny to see them like clip over and through each other it's funny to see their sit down animation which like their knees bend backwards like birds as they approach the chair and then their body just contorts so that the knees are now forwards and now they're sitting and it's just it's yeah, stuff like that it's the fact that they can't say anything that makes any sense um you better hope but yeah people are saying that so people are saying offensive stuff there are these really weird things where they get they can get mad at homeless people on this a lot they'd say like oh, i i yelled at a homeless person or they like 
got mad at Chinese places, but just because they didn't have silverware. So they're like, we should go to an Italian place and get silverware. And so it's like this really obtuse form of like softball, like racism or offensive stuff. It's really strange, but uh, you know, I don't know, but that's the thing. It's, it's weird to see that this is what a, a computer has generated. You know, I think that's the appeal. It's not, it's not good in any way. Most of the times they're not jokes. And then when there are jokes, the laugh track doesn't hit. You know, it's like it would be so good if it could have been like touched. Not, and it wouldn't be good, but it's like it would be something. But the fact that it's just random, kind of like a computer's attempt at uh, Seinfeld, which it fails, is really interesting. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it, I, I saw a comment somewhere that someone said this was like if aliens who had no understanding of human society or humor tried making Seinfeld, this is what would come out. Yeah, exactly, because that's what an AI is. It's some, some it doesn't have understanding of things. Like it's just like is this stuff, and it's like, well, technically, it's grammatically correct-ish, you know. But that's it. Another thing that happens is the characters will will splice lines like a care a line like like someone will answer their own question or someone will start a sentence and then someone else will finish the sentence and then like and react like they were the one that said the whole sentence so there's it's it's weird like that so yeah it's just it's what's interesting about it is that it's fucked up you know and sometimes it gets glitched and the, like it resets itself because it's just stuck like you'll see um <laughs> like just jerry seinfeld on stage at the comedy club just idling in place until like for five minutes and until it disappears well the it's first great. time i tuned in it was just a shot of the empty couch and the laugh track was going crazy <laughs> and there was just nothing happening and i was like what is why are so many people watching this i don't get it yeah see that's why you're watching it is because it does weird shit like that it's awesome but yeah i don't know what if we called jeff i don't even know what kind of rewards i mean i think i can dial out to him but he'll get so mad if we call him he'll be like don't you ever call me at this number yeah well i think the, the problem is that if he doesn't pick up it goes to his voicemail which says his phone number so i probably can't do that yeah well you, you, i mean how slow is your reaction time <laughs> it's uh, fine i we can don't text need him and say can i can we call you we don't need him he doesn't want to do it okay he's just freaking lying we don't need jeff you know why because we have robot jeff oh we do Let me find i mean that. i wouldn't call this perfected robot jeff yeah. or robot jeff x i wouldn't call it that but technically we have a robot jeff is something i've heard we we do so la last week we didn't have time for this but i i asked our ai to generate like well generate a script for us of what would happen if we replaced jeff with an ai jeff and so it, it came up with how we would react to that situation and not to not to tip our hand but it it doesn't go exactly as planned if i recall correctly no but it did better than i thought it would yeah no i'm saying the situation oh you know, it's yes, like no when if you, if you try to make a robot jeff it won't it won't it, go it, as planned. it doesn't work well do you do you want to do you want to read this off yeah if you have it I, okay. I don't if you have the timer that'd be good too <laughs> i don't know oh, what yeah. we're doing okay this let, is comedy me, without a net folks let me, we're broadcasting live to your basements man who has a basement can you imagine having a basement 
do you have a basement you seem like someone has a basement i do yeah that's that's more of a midwestern thing i think though no i know it definitely is but kevin you sent me something is this the thing this is this is the thing okay all right wait shit we need someone to play robot kevin for this or robot jeff there isn't a robot kevin that would have been good if a robot kevin showed up (laughs) during the robot jeff thing now see if uh, ai could do that i think i think we'd be you know yeah looking for trouble we can wing it okay so do you want to do robot jeff or should i do robot jeff let me do robot jeff just because you talk to him more than i do in this script i think all right then i'll do stage uh directions okay See in a podcast studio, Spencer and Kevin are in their chairs looking around for Jeff. Oh, hold on, hold on here one one second before we do this. That's the script. Kevin's just reading the script. <laughs> We're going to have to return to that in just a second here because I think we have something happening. This is also just the script. Kevin, this is all part of the script. <laughs> this is all exactly as the AI wrote it. This is. Is there someone I can hear? Can I hear someone? Um, I, I think that someone needs to click join. There's someone that needs to click join who might not be able to hear us say that. Yes. Oh, how I missed this before each show. Oh man. It's fun. Um, what if I type in the chat? I don't think it'll help to type in the chat. Will it? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think this person's actually joined. Well, we, I guess we can he hear us. No, he. I don't think he can hear anything at this point. I guess, of course, he can't. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't want to say anything. Oh, and he's gone. About his credit card information. Yeah. Okay. So let let's let's try the the script, <laughs> and we can return to that. So, caller uh, audience, uh, guess what just happened? We'll leave that to you. Uh, the winner gets a prize. Um, all right. So, what's your okay? So it's your line, Kevin. Where's Jeff? I don't know. He's not here yet. Should we just get started without him? I guess we don't have much of a choice. All right, let's get started. This is like more meta than it was last week when we had this generated. <laughs> I know. This Wait, is- <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, what were you saying? This is becoming eerily accurate. Okay. Uh, maybe AI is more powerful than we think. Wait, what's that noise? A robotic noise is heard from the corner of the room. Hello, everyone. What the? I'm Jeff, your AI-generated podcast host. Uh, (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) I'm here to make sure you have the best podcast experience ever. That's great, but where's the real Jeff? I'm the real Jeff, just better. All right, let's give this a try. (laughs) The podcast starts, and Robot Jeff is trying hard to be funny but it's not working. His jokes are too forced and he doesn't seem to understand the conversation. So what did the chicken say to the other chicken? Uh, I don't know. Don't be a chicken. Spencer and Kevin exchange awkward glances. (laughs) Glances. Get it? Chicken. Okay, let's move on. The podcast continues with Robot Jeff trying to make jokes, but failing miserably. Eventually, Spencer and Kevin have had enough. They shut off the robot and call it a day. Well, that certainly was an experience. I think it's time to call the real Jeff and have him come back. 
and uh, it looks like we have a caller in the queue no we don't we don't we don't have that but wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that have been great timing it would have been nice if we got the script out right before jeff called it that would have been fun oh man we have fun here on that happens go ahead the the ai's joke kind of did not land i mean it, it got the idea of a joke kind of yeah it what got the, the idea of the joke, the chicken? but Don't it didn't get the idea of Jeff. No, who's once again in the call in queue. Call, Jeff, can you hear us? Jeff, we can. We see you in here. Oh, I think he's. I think he's coming. Here, here he, comes. Jeff. He muted. He he self muted. <laughs> but that means he might be able to hear us. I, I think Jeff, so. Jeff, I think you might somehow be muted. If you're calling in through your phone, I don't know why that is. I don't know what it looks like on your end. Um, but hey, you know, I'm loving it. McDonald's. But Jeff is muted in the studio. If only we could force open his uh his microphone. I, I've uh, clicked asked unmute, so let's see if this works. Kevin is attempting to hack into uh, Jeff's computer mainframe and forcibly open the floodgates. And who knows, you know, what what yeah. that could unravel. For, for those listening um, later, this is the next 42 minutes of the podcast is us troubleshooting with Jeff. No, no, it won't be that. We're just, um, we're going to. What if we wait? We gotta. We we need some hold music, like a, a technical difficulty screen. That would be nice. Oh boy! Well, we are recording a podcast. What's up? Still. Oh shit! It's Jeff. It? What's up, Jeff? I'm just reading a book and holding a drink uh, and uh, not moving the entire time. It's impressive uh, trigger discipline on that glass. I think I would be, I would be, you know, sipping it down if it were me. Yeah, you know, in these rude economic times, Spencer, uh, you gotta, you gotta nurse it a little bit. Yeah, man, oh, these economic times. Have you seen the price of eggs? That's all I you heard need. about them. I, I you know. It, I, I eat a lot of eggs. I, I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I just had uh, egg salad for lunch uh, a little earlier. So yeah, uh, I, I, I'm sure it was exorbitantly expensive. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it freaking broke the bank, and now you're freaking bankrupt off of the egg salad because millennials, <laughs> Jeff, they're they're eating too many eggs, and that's why they can't afford houses anymore. Have you heard is about that what this? It is? Yeah, I did not know it's, this. It's it's eggs now, and uh, avocado toast is cheap. And now it's just eggs. Yeah, you know, I don't know it, man. What, what, what's, what, what's your stance on avocado toast, Spencer? I don't like avocados. I mean, it's not bad. It's just they don't have a lot of flavor. You know, the texture's fine, but texture without flavor to me, it's like I don't know what I'm doing. You know, it's like maybe if you put salt on it or something. Yeah, yeah helps, you got to you got to throw a little a little seasoning goes. Uh, yeah, you know, a little, a little salt and pepper, a little cayenne, maybe a little smoked paprika. You're good to go. Yeah, it's kind of like a butter replacement almost. Hey, but my thing is, I don't, I don't know about the rest of the people that live across the country. Uh, there's certainly in California, you cannot look at a menu without seeing avocado toast on it. And it's like, like which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. But I just don't, I feel like I'm being bullied into having to really like avocado toast. 
yeah it's it's just not it's, again it's like the edge of substantial it's like it's almost nothing i don't know so how's, so how's the show been going on so far and i would, I would like to apologize to all of our uh, listeners that I, i've been so uh, absent yeah man the habachinos became the freaking hap espressos while you're gone that's how much time has passed without you no um i don't know i is uh, yeah we've been you know if you listen to this podcast you'll uh if this you listen back to this episode you'll see exactly how it's been going without you which is a lot of flailing a lot of flailing <laughs> but hey you know do you, do you have other guests on today or is it just 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 you and kevin today just me and kevin sometimes i get guests but i've been having bad luck trying to book guests but kevin's been having good luck trying to book guests is there any guests you think we should get kevin to get us um sissy spacek all right put her on the list all right uh um the the cleveland browns all right yeah i i think we could do that everybody like including coaching staff and uh you know the medics and the the, the the whole the whole thing even the special team special is that is that a thing it isn't it is indeed i don't know what it is but i heard it was what do you yeah, think what did, what 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 do you think special teams are on on uh on football teams i think it's like like for a big trick you know how like sometimes the the uh the quarterback goes for like goes for a pass and then he smuggles the the football under his his shirt and people are like <laughs> where's the ball and then uh, he's at the other end of the field and then suddenly is like oh i had the ball like i think that's kind of like a special team play you know um you're wrong but i, I i'd like to live in a universe where that was exactly what that was like where they just brought in a bunch of people to come in and do trick plays like uh like like Mark's brothers or three stooges stuff. Well, it's easy. It's easy to say I'm wrong, but what's, what is there to reality? If I'm not wrong, I think I'm right. And I think there couldn't possibly be anything else. It is. So what is it? What's the reality of a special team? I, I believe it's uh punt, like punting when, when, the, when, the, when the kickers come on to punt or do a field goal, right. to point after attempt or do punt returns or kickoff returns. That's special teams seems pretty special that seems like the kind of maneuvers i was talking about maybe not so crazy but the same same kind of vibe oh yeah well you know when the special teams squad comes on and they want to do a a fake uh like instead of going for a point after and get one point they can do a little sneaky thing and that and 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 try to go get a a, i don't know a touchdown (laughs) or or two points or whatever a cheeky point a cheeky conversion a sneaky uh, they call them sneaky cheekies get a couple sneaky cheeky points out um so you were just on on Ovid's show huh what's the set like down there it's it's fantastic it's kind of uh it's it's a very deluxe wow i'd seen photos of it before but uh it's very uh there's a whole there's a whole lot of apparatus there they got a lot of shit going on <laughs> i've only seen like the stage angles of the camera and stuff so you only see like a pretty small area but yeah l- looking it, back it out towards the uh looking back towards out savant and the cameras and stuff there's, there's quite a bit of uh of electronics and stuff it's pretty wild yeah that's quite the stack what's what's it like being on one of abed's shows we want to get abed on maybe next week or something uh because it's been a while since he came on last time um but what was it like being on his show you know what did he want to know from you what was it like? Should well, I we mean, do what he's doing. Should we copy uh, his uh, ideas? Uh, uh, spoilers. 
uh, and this and this is not a spoiler because anyone that knows me knows that I, I told fucking 17 stories that everyone's heard me tell on this podcast and on Harmontown. So like, I just, you get me going, you give me a microphone. I'm going to tell four of my 17 stories uh, <laughs> for the hundredth time. Yeah, man, you, you're you're going out and making new stories though, right? But but so it was Jet was Abed trying to talk about something else, and you're like, "This is boring, Abed. I'm going to tell one of my favorite stories." Well, actually, or, uh, he it, yeah. he had the he has a little wheel like a randomizer, and uh, he there, there's topics. Uh, but again, it's teeing me up to tell a story that I've certainly already told. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was fun. I, I I had a great time. It was it was, it was very nice. We had Aubin on the show one time, but it was like the same week that he was doing his show. And so he came on the show and he was like in host mode of his show. So he was like trying to interview me while I was like trying to interview him. So I was like asking a question and he was like, no one wants to know about that. And then he would ask me a question and I was like, I don't, what are you trying to do? Cause he was like, it was definitely like, I couldn't figure out what was going on, but I slowly figured it out. And then I think he figured out he was doing it too. And so he, he kind of stopped doing it, but it was, it was a really exciting exchange while we were, while we were just kind of like circling each other, like strange predators in this, this realm of nonsense. <laughs> like it was, it was a very, very good, very good time. That's why I want to have him back. Um, you know, go for something like that again. You know, I love it. Um, was I it like that at all or not? I, was it, I, was it I, a lot I, more normal? I, I'm all for it. Uh, I think I'm going to be busy on next Sunday, so I'm, I'm going to probably flake out again on you. Well, um, I think Je I think I think Abed's too much show. I think you know he'll crowd you out anyway. You know, he's uh, well. He, he's, he, he Abed's very good at being a driver or being a passenger. If you just say, "Hey, like, like, like," if, if you like interrupt him, he'll he'll let you have the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna try and get him canceled. I think that's the goal is to see if we can get Abed canceled. Like cancel culture, like have have his career destroyed. Yeah, we gotta destroy his career, I think. Yeah. You know. I It'll think he's how powerful we are. He's been getting a free ride around Hollywood for too long as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he is living high on the hog, and I think it's time for him to have a rude awakening, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, um, his stance on Palestine, I think, is really uh, that, that that needs some looking into. <laughs> yeah, it's a very bad. He had a, he has bad posture and his stance in yeah. Palestine. I mean, he's he's the thing is, he's for it, but in the wrong way. Yeah, like exactly. he's 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 for Palestine and like in a way that's not going to help Palestine at all. It so makes it's, it's, me not want to. It makes me like, Ugh, I don't know yeah. if I want to help Palestine now. It's like, yeah. I yeah. hope this isn't what most people are saying it like <laughs> it makes me feel greasy but man is, we, is, is he palestinian what, what is abed what do we know what's his uh ethnicity do we even know kevin what's abed's ethnicity um i believe he told me he is half palestinian and, and i'm not sure what the other okay I, I said that completely as as a non sequitur i didn't i didn't mean to be right yes I, he's I, half, again half greek half palestinian oh uh, well oh have you heard of boy his uh, the, he's hard on the greeks he is <laughs> he can rough. say that because he is he is yeah. greek you know so he, he once, he's allowed yeah. to say that i once i once gave him a a, a dish of tzatziki and he threw it at a at a, at a child wow 
Wow. I, I introduced him to Dino Stamatopoulos and he power bombed him. Yeah. He, he won't even talk to people whose last name ends with S. That's how, that's how anti <laughs> anti Greek he is. Damn, man. He, man. uh, he killed Zeus. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, people don't know this about him, but he actually is uh, part God. Uh, <laughs> and he, and, and you know, he hates, he hates uh, the Olympics because it just sounds too Greek. Mm -hmm. Weirdly mm -hmm. enough, I was showing our four-year-old stuff while I was editing it. And she immediately saw Abed points to him and goes, Oh, that's God. So mm -hmm. I think you might be onto something here. I think that's we need I, might need to rearrange our understanding of reality. Based, I on think that. we need to call ch child protective services. <laughs> if that your is, child that, has been exposed, that, to that, that's that, that says more about <laughs> that says more about your parenting than 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 about your child. Yeah, probably you need to be instilling a, a more positive God figure in in that mm -hmm. kid's life. I think. I mean, the thing is about God like, it doesn't mean he has to be god like the main god he could be a god like if you live in a pan a pantheistic sort of thing you know like he doesn't have to be like yahweh well that's that's my problem with uh kevin's kid in the first place is that uh, she's way too focused on monotheism and yeah. i just think it's like there's so much out there mm -hmm. like why does it have to be the one god but it's like no it's it's all abed with her you know it's yeah crazy. because uh, according to her it's yahweh or the highway or the hallway <laughs> <laughs> so jeff you've yes. been you've been gone a long time what have you been doing is there any exciting stories from the road or any good meals that you've had like there's gotta there's gotta be some exciting stuff going on or not I'll I'll, can stuff. I, i'm gonna tell you something exciting well no i don't know if i should say this i don't know if i should reveal this i i i won't i won't give any details i have a first date coming up tomorrow night that I'm quite excited for. Sure. And unlike everybody else that will be at this restaurant that we're going to, we, we did not meet online. I actually met her in person. And uh, nice. so I'm, I'll, I'll give you a full update. I, I, it's, a, it's, it's a very cute story about how it all started. And I think my expectations are uh, unrealistically high and it's going to be a giant fiasco, but we'll see. <laughs> well that will be quite the story well i mean I've, I've been home for a bit uh last year we had a really busy schedule on the road All right and uh i was gone probably i don't know 220 days out of the year maybe more than that mm -hmm. and uh but uh I, I never got covid i uh i uh we, yeah, yeah, we, we, we got through it. Uh, it, it was, it was really fun. And then we, we, we just taped, um, whose line is it anyway, a couple, a week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago. Isn't it, isn't it like the final season or something? Did I hear yeah, that? Yeah. You, guess what? They never told me that I, 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 I'm the last person to know everything. I did the taping, said goodbye to everybody like see you soon. And then I find out online or, you know, from people they're like, oh yeah, that's, this, this is your last season. What? You didn't know during taping. They don't tell me shit, Spencer. God damn it! Think about how much funnier you would have been if you knew. You've been all like, "I gotta fucking put my stank on it," you know. I, I would have been much more uh, sad. Like you know, I would have made. I would have. I would have made it more poignant. Here's how little they tell me, Spencer. They don't even tell me what my improv is going to be. 
<laughs> that's that i think is an oversight we need to we need to look think, at i think maybe the second uh, ad or something and this and is a network it. television show like write me something you know yeah. like, like like put some work into it like, like they they, re they really make us do all the fucking labor on that show like i have to improvise my own uh tv acceptable dick jokes like on the fly every time and i, I they, and they act like that's okay i i really feel that they should have prepared something for me they haven't even gotten the points to matter mm -hmm. and you're like you know yeah. it's gonna come bite us in the rate the ratings you know i think that if the points had mattered a little more we might have had another few seasons uh <laughs> easily mm -hmm. yeah man that's that's what they're doing in hollywood they're just every you find stuff out on the internet if people are finding out that their show's been taken off HBO Max or their movie's not going to be made or whatever because you yeah. do a tax trick or something, you know. Here's, here's something that I, if I'd have known that this was going to be my last taping of this television show, I would have done. Here's what I would have done because uh, when wardrobe calls you up, because I like to wear my own suits because the budget is not like super, super crazy. Like, like they're not, they're yeah. not going to buy me a Vivian Westwood suit or, uh, you know, whatever I wear. Um, and also a suit that they would get me off the rack is not going to fit right. Cause I'm, I, I'm scrawny and lanky and, you know, like I, I just don't fit in most <laughs> stuff. Right. So I wear my own suits. They bring me shirts and ties, which I steal and, uh, and pocket squares and whatnot, but I bring everything else <laughs> and, uh, it, it saves them money. It makes me happy because I, I prefer to dress and stuff that I, I think I look okay in, but here's what I would have done. I would have done the show dressed in forever 21 shorty leather jackets like aisha tyler i, I would have i would have said if you're going to buy her a wardrobe i, I wanted like, like buy me a wardrobe that whose line can afford and wants to give me and i, I would have made it the silliest like i, I would have totally done aisha tyler you know skinny jeans high heels and a, and a, and a shorty leather jacket yeah man that would have been really good and I a whip ass wig i would have worn a fucking awesome wig you guys would have done so good that the show would get renewed i think you know i think my taping was so good that i get a spinoff called uh it's jeff's line <laughs> it turns out it was jeff's line <laughs> yeah then they have the, which begs the question why wasn't i a regular on the show after fucking when, when did i start it 2000 in the year 2000 I, I don't know. I remember. So, you know, uh, the TV is different, but I, I had basic cable where it was only like ABC and stuff and none of the good channels. And so like one of the only good things to watch was whose line is it anyway? When I was a kid for a long time yeah, and you when, were when I started, my favorite. When I started, it was on the RCA network and uh, <laughs> uh, we had to do ads for Chesterfield cigarettes uh, during our improv scenes that's awesome i would love to do i think we, we we should need some more of that you know it takes us back to a better time and you know what else takes us back to a better time is the chester cool, the smooth taste, taste of chesterfield cigarettes yeah exactly <laughs> chesterfields don't leave home without them so round so firm so fully packed no that's lucky strike i i, I love when it sounds like a gun I was just rewatching uh, like episodes of the old Twilight Zone, and I just mm -hmm. love that Rod Serling just enters a scene where there's a you know an alien or whatever, and he's just smoking. It's like it's, I, TV got less cool when when everybody uh, stopped like just actually just having a cigarette during the show, like like didn't like Merv Griffin smokers like like, like everybody had. A, 
Jackie Gleason and his and his variety show is in late night show. He would come out with a bottle, like no, with a like a a tumbler of whiskey. This <laughs> is like kids were watching it, and he'd come out and think, mm, "Good movies!" Like that's when TV was awesome, when everybody was just like shit faced. People were too cool back then. It was too dangerous. Or you'd mm-hmm. see someone smoking, and it'd be like, "That guy's way too cool." Like our teens are, are going to have no choice but to emulate or, uh, you know, attempt to woo this person. You know, I, I was on whose line so long ago that, the, but uh, NFL football didn't even have special teams, Spencer. That's how long ago I was on the show. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe they just never tried. Like they were like, we don't have to punt or punt return. You know, mm-hmm. we'll just figure it out. The hilarious thing, um, the awesome creator and producer of Whose Line, Dan Patterson, who's the reason why the show was built and the reason why it's lasted so long. And I love Dan Patterson to pieces. He is the greatest. Uh, and, and you need someone like Dan to make an improv show happen, because if you just let improvisers try to make a TV show, nothing happens. We're all just idiots. You need someone to totally manage the show and yeah. control it in ways that only Dan Patterson can do. And I love him to death. And this is not me t- talking trash. Every time I've done the show, I don't know how many tapings I've done. Every time he comes up and explains to me how the games work. And I asked, <laughs> I asked like Colin, who's been doing it for what? 30 something years back in the, the, the English, the British days. I go, do you, do you get that too? And he goes every day, like every time he comes up and reminds you uh, how the games go. And I was like, thank you. I, I appreciate that yeah maybe he's got ocd or something we gotta get him on we gotta book dan would, patterson he, he would be a fantastic guest we should get dan on he's, he's, he's lovely yeah we could talk about the british days or something yeah he, he's he's wonderful um the Everyone uh forgets the british days back when we were just all british and talk I, 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 I wish people could go back stage at a who's line taping and watch the show from the backstage mm-hmm. because there's a lot of moving parts for a TV show, but that thing moves almost like a game show because we don't stop. We stop once for like a, to change batteries on the cameras or something, but be, otherwise it's just a four, four and a half hour long show. And uh, the audiences are uh, members are prisoners. <laughs> They're yeah. not allowed to go get up, change their outfit. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. I, it, so- it, it's been, the, it's, it's been the most awesome show to be a part of. The fans are the greatest, and uh, it's uh, it was good to be back. I'll miss it. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame they can't keep doing it. So, but it's four hours per per show taping, or is that multiple taping? Something like that. Yeah, the audience loads in like around six. I think we start at like seven, mm-hmm. and uh, it's freezing on set uh, yeah. because Dan likes it to be sub-zero like ice station zebra on stage because <laughs> the, the the show is so long there's a lot of lights and the human body gives off about the same heat as a 100 watt light bulb so you've got you know 200 whatever 250 people in there giving off body heat that's the thing man when it's not when it's not freezing on on a on a sound stage like that it just gets hot yeah and, and audiences don't laugh when things are hot like if you do a show and people are, are, are fanning themselves with the program they're like that, that <laughs> that's not great um but yeah we were out there for well, i don't know four hours usually we, we have a hard out at like 10 30 11 30 i forget 11 30 and uh 
and, and he, you know, he, 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 ideally you get four episodes out of one taping. So they're, 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 oh. they got you there to, to see how many half hours they can cut out. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I thought it was just for one. I was like, they're cutting that much, but yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, man. But, uh, working with, uh, Aisha and Colin and Wayne and Ryan and, uh, Laura and Linda on music. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's pretty good company. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of fun. And, you know, the only thing that would make it less fun is if you weren't good at it. But, you know, <laughs> so funny. well, like, there's, if, if, uh, when I first got it, uh, I did a taping. I think we got three episodes out of it, which is very good. <laughs> if you get two episodes, I, I don't, I don't think you're asked back. <laughs> if you get one episode you're definitely not, not as back i think like stephen colbert steve carell like there's a, there's a list of really 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 funny people like but maybe some kids in the hall or uh that did it and they only got two episodes and bye bye that's it like they they they, wow. they really want you to be bulletproof and my my, my joke about the audition because i auditioned for it for three and a half years and i think i got it on my fifth audition wow. is uh you go to the uh, the audition and they cover you in kerosene and for six hours throw matches at you. Mm-hmm. And if you catch on fire, you don't get the job. Right. Like you have to be inflammable. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to get you to say inflammable things. They're trying to cancel you. The, they're like, they're just trying to see proof. if, if there's the slightest possibility that you have a, a human frailty. <laughs> <laughs> man so three and a half years what why'd you keep doing it like you just what why why would you be that persistent like that's really notable, uh, I, don't you think I, the first audition i went there with uh my friend a non-famous wayne brady and <laughs> and a couple other friends of mine from comedy sports la wayne got it that day and the audition process is like uh have you ever seen the the play or the movie a chorus line it's they start with a big group of people and they just start cutting you and they cut like you guys can go home you can go home you can stay you go home you're gone you're gone and it goes on for hours so it's 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 a little scary and you got to do it just a shit ton of improv games and i made it pretty close to the end but then got cut because mm-hmm. it goes down to like a final four and often in my experience the final four nobody books it you, you did the whole thing and nothing, you don't get it. Wow. So Wayne got it. I did not. It took me four more, I think four more auditions. And then the last one, I wasn't going to go. Cause I felt like I'm not any funnier. They, they, they know what I look like. <laughs> they, they, they know what I can do. But on the last audition, I wore a suit that I had a vintage suit. Cause I was flat broke. Then I was absolutely broke. But I had a vintage suit that I got for $30 in Long Beach. And I wore that and I had funky hair. I had like longer hair. And Mm. Dan looked at me and he goes, Jeff, you look different. And I thought, oh, I got the job. (laughs) Because they certainly have enough tall white dudes on the show. But I I think because I had a different kind of thing. I don't know. You were the hot guy. Oh, God, thank you. Yeah, um, man. I we just watched the show as a kid. I was like, "There's the hot guy. There's like the attractive guy." Oh, you know what? You know why I think I got the job? Because um, among hot guy. Um, among other possible reasons, um, I got a call from the casting director, um, and I believe it was 
Should I say her name? Yeah. Delia Frankel. Yeah, I, think, I think it was her. And she's oh. awesome. And uh, she, she, no, no, she didn't call me. When I got to the audition, she came up to me and she gave me one piece of advice. And she said, you're, you do comedy on stage and you like to move around a lot. She goes, but this is television. They have to be able to edit it. So if you have something funny to say, stand, stop and say it and then move. Or if you like, don't stand up while saying something out of a chair, stand up and then say it because it, it, it just makes editing easier. And if they can't cut it, they're not going to use it. So I just did this point and shoot thing uh, throughout the audition. And maybe they recognize the fact that they go, Oh, like, yeah, we can, we can edit Jeff. I, 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 I think I, I sent her flowers after that because I, I think she got me the job. Yeah, that makes sense. And that can be really unintuitive and stuff. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I, I audio edit myself. I sometimes video edit myself, but I audio edit myself a fair amount. And I just, all my words just kind of run together. It's all this like long train that ends up being really hard to cut because the, just the words and sounds <laughs> roll together, you know? Oh, it I, sucks I, I, when I'm in the bay. I don't know if you've met me, but I never shut up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like you're you 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 take pauses and stuff. It's very editable. It's good. That's how you're supposed to talk. You know, like yeah, I, when when, and you, when you're on the soundstage of uh, of a Who's Line taping, you've got I don't know what six, seven, eight cameras, and Whoa. they tell you which one's yours. Mm -hmm. And for certain games, like if if you're going to do a camera take, it's camera two. And uh, or if or, or when the jib comes down, the boom, and I, like 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 we like I, like. You, you just know when to find your cameras and stuff like that. Also, you have to know when not to step on somebody else or stack their camera and things like that. I think that's probably the most tricky thing about doing Who's Line the first time is that when you sing Ho Down, you're camera three. <laughs> like, it's like, and you, and when, you, when you do scenes from a hat, it's you're in camera one or whatever the fuck. Uh, so like you, you're not just doing improv, you're doing a TV show yeah it's 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 weird to do but it's probably i i've never done anything like that in front of a no no i mean i think carmen quest was pretty similar even though we were sitting down it was easy for cameras because we, we weren't blocking anything but like the we still have to you know that that was doing tv as you know and improv at the same time yeah it was it was pretty cool but i, I, I had I, I, I want more harman quest yeah me too i, don't I had a question for you jeff so yeah, I remember yes. watching you on this show way back called the green screen show that like right. got aired once and then never shown again. Is, is there any story behind that? You can tell basically for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's like whose line merged with Harmon quest. It's, you know, you guys were on stage doing the whose line thing, but then there were animators animating what you were talking about. <laughs> and it was yeah, we, so funny. It was, it was a good idea, but I think it was, a little ill-conceived because uh, the audience had to sit there for three or so hours staring at a giant green wall heavily lit <laughs> or i think right off the bat that's that's not a great comedy environment because <laughs> sure. staring at a brightly lit green screen wall like studios soundstage uh is going to probably give you a headache at some point so we would do improv and then animators would like in some really great animators from, from some awesome studios, they would come in and then create the world behind us. I think the problem with it was, is that animation is really time consuming and very expensive. Yep. So. And then, and, and also 
I think one of the things that people like about improv for those of you that like improv is that when you're watching people on a stage do improv, whether it's a little small theater or a big theater or whatever, you're imagining the world on your own. Like your brain is, is coloring in all of that stuff. And I think that's part of the imagination and the joy of improv is that we're all creating something together as opposed to being told by some animators, this is what it looks like. If you, you, you follow me. Oh yeah. Yeah. It seems like a salvageable concept though. Maybe we could re reboot the green screen show and, and conceive it less ill, you know? Well, I, I yeah. I mean, I don't know like how, how, how difficult was Harmon quest to get off. you like to like to put an episode together. Probably pretty difficult. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, that's the thing, like you were saying, it's the uh, animation just, it costs as much as an animated show, you know, so that's, that's just, that's way well beyond what a, uh, a live action show or like a non-scripted yeah, live I th action I, th I think doing. improv is really hard to do on TV, unless you're a show like The Office or Curb Your Enthusiasm, where it's well Discovery. edited, there's a lot of improv in it, but they also kind of right. know where the story is going. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it's really hard to to translate improv to kind of a television show for sure. Also, you know, unless you're working with the greatest people there are, like improv can be very hard to watch. Like, 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 I like when improv is great. If I go see it live, I get really nervous when I'm watching improv because you feel like you can't do it. Like they're doing magic, and even though I know that I'm an improviser and I can do it, like I went in, like in Chicago to uh, go to improv Olympic and watch some kids, you know, like, uh, you know, graduate. They, they terrified me because they're so great because you can't, you, you can't do it in from your seat in the audience. It's very right. scary. Um, when improv is great, it is so wonderful. When improv is bad, it is uh, you want to jump off a bridge. You really do. You, you, <laughs> you, you don't want to be there. You don't want people to have seen you there. You wish you could take it back. Yeah. Like you just, you wish you could erase it. Yeah. But, my, uh, my advice to uh, when, when like we'll have college kids or whatever, come to our, sh our live shows and ask me, like, do you have any advice for a young improviser? It's like, be on a, uh, be on a show with Ryan Stiles and Wayne Brady and Colin Mockery. <laughs> that's, <like, laughs> like, that, that's, that's the first step. Like be on stage with people that are so funny that you can suck and nobody will know. Yeah. That's a, that's good advice. I got a question. You know, you know these AIs are all the rage lately. You 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 know anything about these AIs, Jeff? I hear they're going to start writing all of our news and, and writing our everything's. You got any hey, AI hot takes? Any hot takes? Any opinions to fire off about AIs? Uh, a, I don't know. That's dumb. Uh, hey. Look. look I, I heard a news piece or, or read a news piece, probably written by an AI robot, uh, that a lot of our news will just like, like journalists will start getting fired and, and stuff because everything can be written by uh, by bots or whatever. Like that, that that doesn't thrill me. Yeah. Well, what if I said that, you know. It's been hard to do this podcast. It's been hard to do the podcast without you. Uh -oh. And uh, so we've Am been we've been working on no no, you're not being replaced. Well, you're being <laughs> substituted is the hope. We we're we're trying to make a robot version of Jeff that we could it. deploy when you're not around, you know? That's and funny still you should get, say that. Because yeah, the reason ahead. why I'm not live with 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 a with a video right now and just it's just mm -hmm. a still photo. It's because I've already created that robot. This is this is this is Jeff Bot uh, 2020. 
Seven. That's right, folks. This is the first test of our real life robot, Jeff. We uh, we we told a story earlier just to kind of throw you off of our scent and just make sure that you were were thinking that this has got to be a real Jeff to get the purest experience. But that's right, folks. This is fake Jeff. This is robot Jeff, and he's going to be our hundred percent co-host on every episode going forward because we've clearly mastered the technology. This is Jeff, folks. This isn't this ain't your mom's Jeff. Yeah, this is not your this this ain't, this ain't a sipping Davis. This is a this is a I don't know. You see, you'd think as a as a AI robot that joke would have been a little cleaner, but but again, we're we're still kind of beta testing some of the software here. Well, that actually is the kind of Jeff's or jokes that a robot would tell. The jokes that robots think are good are. are have, very have you got a joke like for that. me? You, you got any new jokes for me? I got an AI joke for you. Uh, what did the fish say when it hit a wall? What? damn i love that yep but you know what else i love is soda that's right jeff we try soda on the podcast still do you remember that <laughs> yes I, I you know it's funny I, I, my camera's not working right now but i still have the sure. cucumber and the fucking sweet corn sodas still sitting <laughs> oh. by my 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 printer by my computer oh no you gotta throw those out jeff that's no good um oh, boy so a guy walks up to a, a pretty girl at a bar, Spencer and Kevin, mm -hmm. and she's wearing a Boston University sweat, uh, sweater. Okay. And uh, this guy walks up to her and he looks at her sweater and says, oh, well, I see you went to Emerson. And she goes, why would you say that? And he says, because Emerson nice titties. See, that's, a, <laughs> that's an AI joke that I stand by. That's and again, we're still working out some kinks on the robot, folks. But, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna dial back the sexist part. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna the, get the, the objectification of women. We're gonna we're gonna kind of ramp that down a little bit. Well, again, it's like you've heard of the uncanny valley. It's like that's part of what makes the Jeff formula so hard to crack is that you're always writing that line, and it's it's really hard to yeah. convey that nuance to an algorithm. You know, I, it, yeah, because it's hard to capture how close to the edge I've always walked in my comedy career. I've always really just tested boundaries. Yeah, I mean, you you've been writing your uh, you know your book for a while now, your autobiography, presumably, or your memoirs or whatever. And I believe the title was that as of that was uh, on the knife's edge. I think <laughs> it's, it's a retrospective. Yeah, I, I think when people see me perform, they're always wondering, like, how far is he gonna go? Yeah, exactly. Like, is it, like, what, 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 when is he gonna go too far? I think he's so far on the on the edge that it looks like he's walking on thin air. But by God, if he's not falling, you know, mm -hmm. he's he's staying up there. Yes. But uh, I did want to talk about soda real quick. It's it's really impressive that you have the cucumber soda. I urge you to throw those out, please. I, I, yeah, these <laughs> are, be I'm going to pour these down the drain after I, after we get out. Of here. <laughs> yeah. But Kevin got really obsessed with a new kind of Mountain Dew because, you know, Mountain oh. Dew is always you must have missed this, Jeff. But there was a fruitcake flavored Mountain Dew that came out this past christmas did you see that Did you get a taste I'm, of that i am a fruitcake flavored of mountain wow. so, yeah. fruitcake <laughs> flavored because, uh, yeah w w what the whole world was crying out for was fruitcake i think that was the main problem with society and they managed to come in and, and fix it but but, uh, no, but, rich, I, but I, oh, let, let me amend let me amend that snarky comment i oh, like thank a, you. A, you you give me a good slice of good fruitcake i'll fucking uh, it, it can be great i think people yeah. have been exposed to bad fruitcake 
I, I think that's fair. It's also just a strong flavor, you know. It's not it's not like a chocolate cake, you know. It's a pretty strong take. It's not necessarily a people please. So so what what was your uh, how did you rate the uh, fruitcake Mountain Dew? Uh it tasted like dust. It had some good flavors, but then it had a dust flavor. It tasted like rotten dust. And I was like, I can't I can't rate it too highly. Why don't they take out the rotten dust flavor? And I think it's because it was like the joke, the joke of fruitcake tasting bad. So I was like, it, like I think they're like, just, we gotta add rotten dust notes. Were these on shelves? Like was that you could go to seven yeah, eleven and yeah. get this? Seven eleven. Mm-hmm. I still have it if you, if you want me to send you one. I absolutely not, Kevin, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> Kevin I still gotta, get through, my, have I still gotta get through my sweet corn soda. Uh, the sweet corn is a is a special what, brand of. What's disgusting. the company? What, what are these people called? Lester's Fixins. Lester's Fixins. I I have to tell you, and I and I, I'm sure that people, the fine people at Lester's Fixins, are all quality employees and doing God's work. But I I, sure I never enjoyed a single flavor I tried. God bless them, but they they really failed at making a good product but you know what they wanted was to make a bad product let's let's be real but yeah. so there's a sandwich place jeff called witch witch and they have a soda that you're just gonna love no i don't know kevin kevin texted me because he was really obsessed with it maybe that's not fair kevin but it was a lemon flavored what was it called mountain dew vibe, vibe it was like a yeah. lem- lemon flavored mountain dew so mountain dew already tastes like citrus and stuff but this is a lemon one you want to talk about this kevin you know we're almost yeah. out of time jeff but i wanted to give kevin his little stage because he was he was ranting about this stuff well i mean i think honestly this is the my favorite we probably tried what 20 mountain dews by this point this is my favorite one it is this unnatural like jeff would hate this it it is the most <laughs> yellow thing it's like you you squeezed a yellow highlighter into a, a cup right yeah and it it lo- it's this. more piss like mountain dew already has this vaguely piss like coloration but it looks so piss like it's like it, it's even like when it fizzes you know the fizz which fizz is normally white or light color the fizz is like this deep disgusting yellow too and it's like how do they get yeah. the fizz so yellow it's just yeah, that's a that's unnatural yeah it's horrifying it is it so, is nuclear yeah it is scary but it tastes amazing it, it's like lemonade yeah is, well is if, you, if you get bored uh i'll take a sip of that if you want to send me one i'm not a big fan of like like sugary high fructose corn syrup drinks yeah because uh, your heart you want another a good ai joke yeah uh, I'm not really into high fructose corn syrup or bad things for my body because my body is a temple the temple of doom. See, again, this is, a, this is what we have to look forward to in the, uh, the AI uh, universe. That, that you know is what I come. have to say to that joke? See what? Hey, I am going to kill you. <laughs> and that's our time, everybody. We're out of time, folks. Where can people find you, Jeff? What are you doing? Uh, you, uh, you gonna, I'm doing an all touring? nude mail. Re- I'm doing an all nude mail review <laughs> called Night and Davis uh, that you got to check out. Did you um, hear that Night Court is coming back? I saw it a trailer for it. It looks shockingly bad. <laughs> they're probably, they're bringing back Night Court. I know that the, the, the trailer was like, are there jokes on the show? Um, if you go to who's live dot uh, com, who's W H O S E live.com we got a bunch of dates coming up we're going to be in the west coast for the next week or two and then we go to the south and the southeast and uh all points around the country uh spreading a thin veneer of mirth all right good to see you guys (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for calling in. I hope uh, the year brings good things to you. And maybe, you know, uh, God will come down from heaven himself and, and renew, renew Harmon Quest for another season. Who knows? Let's do know? it. All right. I love you guys. Good to see you all. Thank you, Hapuccinos. See you guys. And as all always, right. goodbye. <laughs>